Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 3. We are going to be looking further into the statement that the Apostle John makes here and the benefits that are attached to it when he says again in 1 John 3, 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And remember again, he goes on to say in verse 2, Beloved, now are we uh, we are children of God. And the importance of that is we need to understand that everything that the Bible talks about, all the benefits it talks about are for us now. Not when we die and we go to heaven, then we become the children of God. There's no point in that. I mean, it's great that we go to heaven, but you know, we need help down here right now. Amen? Amen. And last time, without, I, I don't want to do any review, so I just want to go straight into what we were talking about last time. One of the benefits was as a child of God, uh, we are guaranteed to have our needs taken care of. Remember again in Matthew chapter 6, we began looking there. Uh, we started in verse 31 where it said, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Remember again, we looked at all of those things last time. I don't want to go back into those things. But remember again, very quickly, that you know, when worry is coming out of our mouth, when we're saying it, it means it's reached our heart. And we really need to be careful because out of, it's when we speak from our heart, that's when we either move mountains or build mountains. <laughs> Amen? And we're meant to move mountains, not build them in our life. Amen? And verse 32 goes on to say, For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Remember, this is Jesus talking, by the way. He says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father. And that was the key phrase that lets us know that Jesus is talking about us in terms of us being God's children. Amen. Others, he wouldn't say your heavenly father. He'll just say your God. <laughs> okay. But he, he introduces the term. He says your heavenly father means by definition, then you are his children. He says, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. And remember again, him knowing means that the needs will be taken care of. Amen. You don't have to go there and try to explain to him all the things that, you know, you need. And, and by the way, he missed this one the last weekend. <laughs> okay. He knows what you have need of, which also tells us something. That if, some, if a need isn't being met, you, your prayer shouldn't be, God, you kind of forgot to meet this need. Your prayer should be, Satan, get out of the way. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, these are the revelations that allow you to pray correctly. Amen? And so that you're not wasting your time asking and begging God. You, you, what you're doing is aiming that prayer in the direction it needs to be aimed at, and that's at the devil. And trust me, when you tell him to get out of the way, all the blessings start coming back into your life. Hallelujah. I've experienced that over and over again. Anyway, today we, <laughs> we want to go back, back to uh, Matthew 6.33, which I picked up on last week, where Jesus went on to say, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. So I want to take a little bit of a closer look at that. We looked at the back half of that last week. Wanted to end in a high note. So <laughs> but we need to look at the front half today. Okay, and we'll include the back half later on, but <laughs> very quickly, <coughs> uh, the, the verb seek, notice it says, but seek first. It, the ver verb seek actually means being absorbed in the search for and a persevering and strenuous effort to obtain. So there are two things expressed here. Number one, being absorbed in the search for. I think, you know, today, and, and I'm, I'm going to speak very generally about, you know, people and the body of Christ. Um, people are absorbed in things other than the Word of God. It seems like, you know, they, they are focused on 
absorbed in and running after the wrong things. And it's really sad that after doing that, then suddenly when they need help, where's God? And how come he's not helping me? Okay. My question is, how absorbed are you? You know, where are you? You know, where is your attention? What have you been looking at? Amen. Now, I'm not talking about people that are being attacked because of righteousness. You know, remember Jesus, you know, uh, had to come against the storm because he was in God's will. But remember, Jonah was also in a storm because he was out of God's will. <laughs> okay. Uh, in one situation, they threw the guy overboard. In the other situation, Jesus stood up and said, peace be still, and it shut down. Amen. So we need to understand where we are in this picture as well and need to understand that if we are in God's will and there's a storm, you have the right, you have the authority, you have the responsibility to shut it down. Amen. However, if, okay, if you are absorbed in something else, and I'm not talking to you, but you know, this is going out everywhere. If you are absorbed in something else, you, you need to understand that the drawback in that is you don't get your needs met. The drawback in that is you've got to fight to get everything you want. The drawback in that is things won't be added to you. You have to spend your life trying to get them. And this world has been set up in such a way because, remember, the devil is the ruler, the god of this world system. Remember that? It has been all set up to take more than it gives. Isn't that interesting? Whereas God's system is set up to give more than it takes. That's why it says, if you give, then press down, shake together, and running over will be given back to you. Can I flip that? The world expects you to give, press down, shake together, and running over, and it gives back the tiny bit. You give everything, and we'll give you just, you know, just that much. You can't get out of out debt or anything like that. We just give you enough to live. Hello? Amen? They're two different kingdoms. All right. So, Jesus is saying, listen... If you want to be in the category of the person that doesn't worry about what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear. If you want to be in that position where you understand that God, your father, understands that you have need of all of these things. That you are not like the Gentiles out there without God, having to scratch and scrape and do everything yourself to get anywhere in the world. Amen. Or anywhere in your life. May I say that? Uh, Jesus says, this is how it happens. This is what you do. You get absorbed in the things of God. Amen? Now, I want to say that carefully because sometimes people then get over-religious, okay? And then they don't have time to go to work because I've been praying all day and I, can't, I don't have time to work because I'm praying. Uh, the Bible also says if you don't work, you don't eat. Hello. <laughs> okay? So, so we need to be careful what this is talking about. We need to understand that, you know, you can have something on your mind, uh, I, I use this as an example. I'm going to use it again. I'm sorry. But it just works so well, I think, because everybody can relate to it. You know, if you're going on vacation, you can go to work. You can be doing your work and have your mind on your vacation. Ooh, it's only one month ago. Oh, it's three weeks ago. It's two weeks. You know, you do the countdown. But you know something? And can I just say this? With that on your mind, you seem to be a little bit happier and you're bouncing at work a little bit more. You know, whereas before you're going to end your head down, just another blue Monday or whatever. You know what I mean? And it took, now it's just like, ooh, the next Monday that comes is one Monday closer to, you know, to my vacation. Are you always, hey, come on now, all right? Okay, <laughs> you know? So you have a little spring in your step and you, see how you can have something on your mind and still work. See how you can be absorbed in something and still continue on your daily life, but with a spring in your step. 
Can I say this? If you absorb yourself in the word of God, God's promises brings life. For the word of God is powerful. It is, it is quick. It is alive, it says. Amen. That life comes into you. That's what's unusual. That's what's different about God's word from every other document on this planet. It has life built into it. It's very interesting, isn't it? it because its author is the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, but John wrote it. <laughs> yeah, he penned it, but the Holy Spirit is the one that wrote it and used his personality. So, and then that's what's awesome about the way God does things. He'll use you and your personality to get his work done. You become the person Jesus says, a city that is set on a hill that brings light to everyone. Amen? And so you do have a part to play in this. And you need to understand that, you know, that's why it, we looked at this before, that you know, God isn't concerned about sharing his glory. Amen? But it's a shared glory. It's not all yours. Amen? Neither is it all his. See, he's not that father that sends and says, I want all the glory, and you better not take any of it. Wow. Do you now understand why the Apostle John says, Behold, what manner of love is this? That God is willing to share his glory with us because we are his kids. We are in that position where he wants to make us look good. That's why it's up to us to make him look good. Get it? Amen. Okay. So, getting back to this. Understand something. That as we start to get, you know, like this, as it says, as we start to seek, as we start to absorb in the search for, uh, and it goes to say, a persevering and strenuous effort to obtain. A persevering and strenuous effort to obtain. What does that remind you of? Knock and it shall be opened. Amen. You know, it takes effort to knock. It means you come against a closed door. You don't have to knock if the door is open, okay? The only reason you got to knock is when the thing is closed and usually locked, you know, and you can't get in. Okay, knock, okay. All right? So you need to understand that there is a place where you need to make an effort. There are some things, and can I say this to you? Now, let me share this with you in a real, realistic sense. There are sometimes you, you know, you're praying or you're trying to do something, and you sense inside of you that something isn't quite right. Who knows what I'm talking about? Okay, and, and you sort of, you know, you're praying and you're doing stuff, but you're just kind of missing the mark. Can I use that phrase? Okay, and you, you think, God, what is it? What are you trying to tell me? What am I missing? That's what this is talking about. When you're pressing and saying, God, I'm not satisfied with what's going on. Something is missing. I'm missing something. I know it's not your end. It's got to be my end. So what is it on my end that I'm missing? Remember again, I'm telling you all of this with, with, you know, with the knowledge that if you're in a storm and in God's will, you have a right to shut it down. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So don't think, oh, I'm in a storm and I must be out of God's will. No, no, no. I'm believing all of you are Jesus's, not Jonah's. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm ministering, you, ministering to you from that place. Okay, all right. If you're a Jonah, can you please repent and get back in the boat? All right, so <laughs> I don't have time for that, man. Okay, back to this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. I want to I think the best about you. I want to expect to, you know, I, I want to believe that you are doing everything you know how, and I need to help you to get to that place where you're hitting dead center every single time. 
Can we do that today? Amen. All right. So this is what this is talking about. When if, if you know, as you're absorbing yourself in, in, in the word of God and in the kingdom of God and the, the way he wants you to do things. And, you know, there are times when you sort of are pressing in and thinking something's up, something is wrong. I don't really know what it is. Push in because I tell you something, something will come from that. God will reveal something to that uh, to you from that that will keep you in good stead for the rest of your life. It's those things that you tend to remember. It's those things that, you know, you just think, wow, when I had that revelation, whoa, everything broke loose in this area of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's, that's what we are meant to be doing. That's where our focus is meant to be. That's what we are meant to be being absorbed in. Again, not shirking our responsibility. I'm trying to find a nice way of saying this. <laughs> All right. Without shirking our responsibility in the things we're meant to be doing. You can do more than one thing. And that's not just the girls. okay you know it's a demonic thing when people say well you know the women can multitask but the men you know they just can't do one more than one thing come on man learn amen amen Amen. that's all i have to say about that you have the you have the mind of christ or don't you (laughs) you know you know the mind of christ works whether it's male or female it'll still work you know there's no one part deficient from the other when you, when you receive the mind of Christ, you know, <laughs> the Holy Spirit doesn't go, are you a male? Do you need the male mind of Christ or the female mind of Christ? <laughs> that does not happen, okay? The mind of Christ is the mind of Christ. And you know what? He could balance a lot of things. In fact, he's holding the whole universe. He's got a lot of stuff going on out there that he keeps track of. Amen. You can do the same thing. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's move on from the statement, shall we? <laughs> that means that our highest priority as the children of God should be, first of all, to constantly seek, persevere, and be absorbed in the search for the kingdom of God, not our personal needs. All right, I want to say that to you because it says all of the stuff will be added to you. See, this is the key. If you keep your mind and your heart on God, his kingdom, and the things that he wants you to do. I'm going to define this kingdom of God with scripture verses, okay? I'll give you scriptures, all right, and and show you what it is. You might be surprised. But the thing is that if you absorb yourself in the kingdom and the things that God says to absorb yourself in, then all the stuff that you need will come to you. They will get to you. In that, God will lead you to do the things that you need to do in order for things to come to you doing what you love. Do you get that? So you are not, not doing anything. There's two knots there, but anyway, okay? <laughs> it's not that you're not supposed to do anything. It's that you are supposed to do something, but you're meant to do the thing that God leads you to do, not the thing that you think you need to be doing. Amen? And that could, you know, sometimes you could be in the right place or in the right company, but in the wrong position, for example. You know, I'm just saying. You could be kind of there, but not quite. You know, and God's sort of trying to move you. And like I said, things always change. You, you need to allow for change. Because, you know, that's, remember again that, you know, the Bible tells us that he has given to us, you know, everything, everything good, everything perfect. Remember again, the good stuff is our natural stuff. The perfect stuff is our spiritual stuff. It's perfect because it never changes. The good stuff can change, okay? One day it's good and the next day it ain't that good. You know why? Because people are involved. And they mess things up. Not you, of course, but they mess, okay? No, I'm, I'm serious, okay? I, you know, people mess things up, man. And then God says, you know what? This is not good for you anymore. It was while well, they were good. Now they're all off the rails, okay? Not all of them listen to God. Have you noticed? 
Okay, so that's the time when he says, I need to move you somewhere else. Move. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody, but anyway, I'm just saying this. It's, you know, that's seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. And so you are doing the thing that you love and getting paid for it. That's the dream. Whatever you're called to do, if you do that, you'll be blessed. Not only will you bless others with your gift and love doing it, but they'll pay you for it. Amen. And it will, it will bring you before kings. And that's really what this is about. Are you getting this? That as children of God, you have a right to seek God's kingdom, to receive instruction from God, and begin doing things that you were designed and destined to do, that you love to do, and get paid for the thing. And get paid absorbing amounts of money. <laughs> okay? Because the wealth of the sinner has been laid up for you. If you don't go do that stuff, you won't get their money. They'll hang on to it for dear life. But <laughs> you give them something to like and they can't get their money to you quick enough. Have you noticed? Amen. You need to know this stuff, man. So to give us a little more insight, now I told you I'll define this, into what is meant by the kingdom of God. The apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, he says the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Okay, it's not anything natural in other words all right he says but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit oh are you getting something here it says it's not about natural things okay it will bring those things remember it says don't worry asking about what you'll be what you're doing okay remember that okay it's not those things but you'll get those things get it that stuff comes as an addition and you eat at a banquet table. You eat at the best that there is. If that's what you want, man. If you want something else, hallelujah. Okay? I, I'm not into that much rich food. We've done that right I'm not thrilled. You know, big plate, small. Anyway, doesn't matter. You know you want to have a plate and the food's falling off of it. Not you have a plate and you've got to find the food on the plate. You know, where is it? I can't. Is that it? Okay. Where's the rest? You know? Okay. You know? <laughs> anyway. And then you have to go home and eat again. Anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, stop up at Mecca's. <laughs> All right. That I'll keep in. All right. So <laughs> I, want you, I want you to notice something here. He says that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but he says, now listen carefully. He says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. All right. Can I add the words in the power of the Holy Spirit? Okay. So, What's righteousness? It's doing what is right. In fact, you know, let me just jump down to uh, uh, the New Living Translation. Same verse. In the New Living Translation, it says it this way. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness. That's righteousness. Get it? All right? And peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me talk about that for just a minute. Because this is what you know, the Lord is saying, seek first the kingdom of God. And notice his righteousness. Notice he, and the same thing comes in here. Notice something here. Notice the things that God is looking for. And notice the things that we should have in our life. I think this is really powerful. Number one, it talks about living a right life. Number two, it talks about living a peaceful life. Number three, it talks about living a joyful life. I want you to take this in. Okay. So, but can I just say this? You know why it put... Righteousness first, peace and joy follow. Because you can't have peace and you can't have joy if you're doing the wrong thing. Hello. <laughs> okay? So if you're doing the right thing, 
then regardless of what's going on around you, you can have the peace of God on the inside because you know that you've done what you know to do is right. Amen. And that peace is yours. And that's a peace that passes all understanding. It is a very powerful thing. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. He didn't say, well, I'm going, I'm taking it with me. So see you later, bye. <laughs> You're on your own, guys. No. He said, I'm leaving my peace with you. We have his peace. This is a God peace. This is a divine peace. This is a powerful thing. This is a thing that the devil can't shift in your life. If you have this kind of peace, no matter what else is coming against you, you should be the one standing there unmoved. Everybody's freaking out and jumping out. You're going, no, it's cool. This cannot go down. I'm on it. Amen. Maybe we're just, you know, getting rid of a few of the things that we don't want. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. You need, to, you need to know. If God tells you stand, then stand. And do it with that peace. Notice the other thing it also talks about is joy. Do you know the joy of the Lord is your strength? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Amen. And so that's what you need. You don't only need peace because of if you have peace, you'll be focused. Peace allows you to make good decisions, not dumb things. People that are frazzled make do stupid things, okay? They do crazy things. You know, I remember this preacher said he was, he was you know, on a boat once, and, and the thing started to sink, and he had this really expensive watch on. And so he's like, he said, you know, this is what happens. We do crazy things. And he said, he was freaking out. And so he takes his watch off and puts it on the top of the boat. He said, the whole boat is going down. And he's, he's trying to save his watch. And it's just like, you know, and he's thinking, oh, this is really stupid. <laughs> Hello. There are things that we do. Sometimes it's just funny. Other things just last a lifetime. Amen. And then we regret we ever made that decision. That's why you need peace. So notice that this is what, this is what God wants in your life. This is what you are to seek first. These are the things you need to have in your life. Amen? And with these things in your life, I will guarantee you, you'll be a blessing to everyone around you. Not just be blessed. Because it will be added to you. Amen? Okay. In other words, the kind of righteousness that is being spoken of here is the kind that relates to living a godly life. And which the Apostle Paul touches on in Ephesians chapter 4. I think I've read this before. Verses 20 through, through 24. But let me say it again. When he says that, that you put off concerning the, uh, your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created, that's the ladies too, okay, that was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So there is a part of you that, of God that you can put on. As a child of God, you can put this on and walk in this according to divine power, according to divine enablement, okay? It's a divine enablement. It enables you to do things. While everybody else is struggling to do something, you can put something on as a child of God that enables you to do all of these things. Amen? So that you are strong in the Lord and the power of His might not trying to do everything in your strength. Hallelujah, which is difficult some days. All right. But all this is only possible, notice when it says, in the Holy Spirit. Remember again when we look at that verse, going back to Romans 14 and verse 17, it says joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay? All of this is in the Holy Spirit. So it, it lists all these things and says in the Holy Spirit. So it's not just joy, okay? <laughs> all right. So you need to understand it's righteousness in the Holy Spirit, peace in the Holy Spirit, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
You all get that? Okay. The reason I'm bringing that out is because of what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. This is a very powerful thing. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it's so clear. It says, for the kingdom of God, again, okay, because we're talking about the kingdom of God, is not just fancy talk. <laughs> I love this version. I had to bring this version in, okay? It says, for the kingdom of God is not just fancy talk. It is living by God's power. Are you getting this? Amen. It's not just about fancy talking. It's, you know, remember they said, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Okay. So it's not about all the things you're saying you're doing. It's about what you are actually doing, how you're going and you're doing. Because James says, it's a door of the word that is blessed. You want to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. Amen. Amen. So accordingly, we can now better understand why Jesus says in Luke 24 and verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. He's saying don't go anywhere until you get this power. And to tell us what the source of this power is going to be, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, now you understand Luke and Acts are both written by Luke. Acts should have been, you know, Luke part 2 or, you know, second Luke, whatever, okay? All right, they were both the same author. And he says here, Jesus is saying here, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So notice first he says, tarry in the city, okay, until you are endured uh, with power from on high. And then here he tells us that power is going to come through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he says, and you shall then be witnesses to me in you know, Jerusalem, Judea, and so on and so forth. So the thing is that whatever we do, see, we are epistles read of all people. We are meant to be people that are walking in this thing constantly and in us walking in this. That's why we shouldn't be have to preach anything to anyone. They should look at us and see a walking epistle. Amen. And you need to understand that you are advertising God wherever you go, whether you realize it or not. And you have the power residing in you to do it well. Do you want to but? <laughs> okay, no, yes, you do. Okay, all right. You know, some days you just want to slap something, don't you? Okay, all right, okay. But I'm just telling you, you need to realize that the power is there. Everything that you need is there. Hallelujah. Amen? Uh, now, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we're going to look at another area. As children of God, the things that we, uh, the, some of the other benefits that this brings. Not yet, okay? But there's another one coming that's really awesome. Uh, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> it's to do with being led by the Spirit. Okay, when we get to that, we'll talk about that because that's really powerful as well. For now, however, uh, when we go back now, we begin to understand what it means to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now we can understand why it goes in the say, and all these things will be granted to you as an extra gift. Do you get it now? As you absorb yourself in God's kingdom, as you persevere, as you push, as you start to move into that, then these things will start coming to you. And can I say, they will push into your life as gifts. However much you push into the kingdom, the gifts will push into your life. Isn't that a good revelation? Amen? Because God will push it in and he'll make sure that you are blessed. Because God will not be a debtor to any person. Amen? Like I said, if it ain't coming, bind the devil. <laughs> okay? Because he, he, you know, if you see in the spirit, he's the guy, all of this stuff is coming. And he's kind of in the front and he's just screeching all the way back. You know, his little feet are going back. And he's going, no, no, he can't get this. Because then they'll know this stuff works. And then they'll do more of it. And then I'm in big trouble. Because they're taking all of my wealth away from me. By the way, it belongs to you. 
and he doesn't want to let go of all of it. Thieves want to keep what they stole. Jesus said, thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Do you understand? He's out to steal everything that belongs to you. Do you know why? He doesn't have anything on his own. He lost everything. Now the only people that have it is us. The only place he can get it is from us. And if we let him have it, dumb us. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just telling you. Well, I said us, okay? All right, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Five minutes. All right. <laughs> so, in other words, as God's children, instead of being preoccupied with material things and all the worry that goes with it, our goal in life should be to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and know that as we do, our Father promises to add all those things that everyone else has to work for as an extra gift. Amen? So we are to make every effort to live for God in the power of the Spirit, make His kingdom our primary concern, and that Im includes destroying the works of the enemy. And Jesus, again, then promises that as we do things like this, all of the things will be added to us and granted to us as extra gifts. So I'm going to have a look at what Jesus says some of these things are, but you can find them all through the epistles. There are just thousands of promises. And they're all yours, man. Isn't that awesome? And isn't it sad that people, instead of seeking after what promises there are, it's kind of like somebody very rich died and left a will and put your name on the top of it. I would suggest you read it. Oh, but I have to go to work. Read the thing first. You know, it, you might not need to go to work. <laughs> Do you get it? Seek first the will. Maybe all the stuff you're going to work for will be added to you. You know, and I leave to my only nephew, living relative, everything. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of zeros there, son. A lot of zeros. You know what I'm trying to say? And you think, woo, forget the lottery. This is better. Because some of those things continue to make money. You know, he owns like three hotels. That's a lot of rent. You know, <laughs> hello. You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm trying to... And then, you know, your whole life can change. But you know, that's what we do. We're too busy going to work and saying, well, we don't have time for all this religious stuff. Dude, it's the last will and testament of Jesus to you. And he left a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know. And he's saying, ah, get absorbed in this. Go after this. Look into this. Because everything you need is there. And has already been provided for you. You just need to know which bank to go to which account number to get, which key to use, which safety deposit boxes are, and they're all over the planet. Hallelujah. So it's going to take you almost a lifetime discovering all the wealth. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what God is saying. Get absorbed in this because there is a treasure house there. And while you say you don't have time, all you're saying is I don't have time to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 10. I'll look at verses 29 and 30. These are some of the things that belong to you. This is why Jesus says, get absorbed in this. Amen. Seek after this. He says, assuredly, I say to you, Mark 10, 29. There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Okay. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay. Who shall, verse 30, who shall not receive a hundredfold when you die and go to heaven. 
is what everybody preaches. And it's not what the verse says. Can we read what the next verse is? Or next word is? Now. Can I have that word again? Now. now. Are you dead? No. Well, then this is not for after you're dead. This is now. While you're alive. I wouldn't have to say stuff like this, but you're amazing. It's amazing how people think out there. Read the next word. It says now, and look at what it goes on to say, just in case you didn't get the now part. Okay? It says now, what does it say? In this time, you are to be blessed. Now, in this time, look at what it says. Shall receive houses and brothers and sisters and mothers. I don't know about that one. And children, and you know, your mother-in-laws, okay? All right. <laughs> With persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. There is more benefits waiting there. Can I just tell you also, do you know why he put, I, I almost wished he'd sort of said, uh, you know, you'll have houses and stuff up there as well. But do you know why he put eternal life in there? Listen now. Because people used to think that if you were rich down here, it was at the cost of you losing out on eternity. And so they preach that you have to be poor and be scraping down here in order to get to heaven. Because of course, you know, remember Jesus said, it's hard for, you know, this is how they read it. Oh, it's impossible for a rich person to get to heaven. Because of the rich young ruler. This is where this all comes from, by the way. This is just after that incident. No, no, no. He didn't say impossible. He said it's hard. Do you know why it's hard? Because people get attached to their money. And after a while, they don't have money. Money has them. That's a problem. And it's because they want to let go of that, that they don't get into any of the blessings of God as well. Amen. I'm just telling you. Amen. So, again, notice. But I want you to notice. That's why we always talk about, you know, the kingdom principle works a different way. As you give, you get. And you don't get back the same thing. You get multiplied returns. And it comes in different ways. A lot of times we don't even get it. See, you know, Jesus said that if you leave all of these things, all of these things will come back to you. But there's a journey. Amen. And you need to also understand that you might not want mothers. It's available, but you may not want it. The thing is, he's saying that there's nothing that you will give up that you are going to do without. Get it? Whatever you give up, it will be multiplied and sent back to you. Do you know what, tells us, what this tells us about the rich young ruler? He was going to be, become so rich he wouldn't know what to do with it. And that he would need God in his life to direct his path. So that the wealth wouldn't destroy him. That's what he walked out, walked out on. Sad, isn't it? That's the sad part. Not that he wasn't willing to give up all of his wealth. He wasn't, you know, that he missed out on learning how to handle wealth that is beyond what he has ever dreamed of. How do you handle it? You'd need Jesus there to tell you. Amen. Okay. All right. In other words, when we understand that we are God's own children and get our priorities right, we will experience a double blessing. Firstly, we will begin to walk in the power and presence of God. And secondly, we get to actually enjoy all the things in life without having to spend our entire life trying to get them. That's why the writer of Proverbs brings out in Proverbs 10 and verse 22 when he says there, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. 
the blessing of being rich is not just limited to the Old Testament either. Because a lot of people say, well, that's Old Testament, brother. This, we're all rich. Now. now we're in the New Testament. We're all poor. No. <laughs> okay? No. 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 In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what God wants to add to your life because you are his children. And not so you can just spend it on yourself, but so that you as his children can share your riches with others and be a blessing to them, which is a significant part of what it means to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of doing things. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word and we thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, insight and revelation and all the blessing that we have received. And we thank you, God, that you help us to stay focused. You help us to stay on course.